We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to CBS Eye on Money. I am your host, Jill Schlesinger. It is our first live show for 2022. It's very exciting. Mark Talercio is joining me. He is the co-host. He's the executive producer. Hi, Mark. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year again. We have many shows, so Mark and I have done this little rigmarole for um, each show. Any New Year's resolutions, Mark? resolutions uh no i think we touched on this earlier or later at the end of last year i just want to try and eliminate some of my my grazing that i tend to do walking around the house all the time yeah i i had to get my eating under control i I, the month of december i just tossed out just just got to be a little bit better about that are you back on the bike yet yeah yeah i did one yesterday i'll do one probably later today have you ever done any of christine's climb rides no oh my god kill killer Unbelievable killer rides. I, I'm not very good with the high resistance. I like the resistance. Then you should do, she has 60 minute climb rides. They're insane. It's In the no, saddle or out? Both? She'll let you do whatever you want to do. You know, she never gets out of the saddle because she's a racer. I just got her wedding invitation also. I'm very excited about that. Her uh, save the date. So if anyone doesn't know, Mark and I both love Peloton. And one of the instructors is a friend of mine. And this is who I'm talking about, Christine Dear Cole. So she's getting married, and uh, maybe that's something you might want to do. Put that on your to-do list for 2022, Mark. Get married. Oh, it's 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 up there. It's at the top. Very good. I really I have two goals. Two goals for 2022: get married, yeah, and get on a plane. Wait a minute. What about get married, get on a plane, and get a new house? That's no, not that, really. That, that's not this year. That's not this year. Okay, I got you. All right, good. I'm glad to know. Uh, I don't really have any big resolutions. I'm going to I mean, my big thing is that I want to grow this show, Eye on Money. We have a many people who listen to our Jill on Money show, but the, the beauty of Eye on Money is you get to have Mark also, which is so exciting. So I want that. I want to grow Eye on Money and I want to grow our newsletter subscribers. So our newsletter comes out every Friday. Mark puts it together. We have a bunch of subscribers. I want there to be a lot more. So if you go to jillonmoney.com, our brand newly designed website, which was redesigned, by the way, by a listener who basically is like, your website sucks. And then we hired her. And Mark, you liked working with her, right? Karen, yeah, very easy. She's a, she's she's our type of uh individual. She's a pro, you know, she's a super pro, got it done. No, no craziness. And so check out the new website, jillonmoney.com. Everything looks different. There's a lot of my nose in there. I know. Sorry. You know, Mark, I had a chance to get my nose done, you know, a a real nose job. When I was in high school, I was playing soccer and I got uh, hit in the face with an elbow and I broke my nose and I let it, I let it heal broken because we were in the playoffs. I knew it was broken. I think my father knew it was broken also, but he didn't say anything. And then they had to re-break it because I couldn't breathe because it kind of healed with, you know, like sort of with a little, so I had like one airway kind of was messed up. 
And so my mother was so excited. She's like, oh, you're going to get a nose job finally. That big <laughs> nose. And, you know, I was like, I'm not getting a nose job. And, and in fact, when we went to, there was like a surgeon that had to re-break it who did say, if you want a plastic surgeon to do this, of course you can do that because, you know, they have to re-break it anyway. And we could do like the the cosmetic part of it too, take the bump out, et cetera. I said, I don't want to do it. Why do you want to do it? I said, well, I'm, I'm playing sports in college. And he was like, you know, if you're playing sports in college, I probably wouldn't do it. The following year, I got hit in the face with a lacrosse ball and I broke it again. Good so, decision. Good decision. Good decisions. But that's why my nose looks so funny. It's not the little ball at the end is from my mother's side of the family. The big bump in the top of the bridge is from two broken noses. And no nose job. If you'd like to see more of that, go to jillonmoney.com where you can see my nose prominently. Every photo that you guys chose is my nose. And I, I apologize for that ahead of time for everybody. I like Barbara Streisand will not be getting a nose job. Okay. Today we are helping someone take the mystery out of her financial life. Alex is joining us from the suburbs of an undisclosed location in the Midwest. Alex, welcome to the program. What can we do for you? So my husband and I are in our 30s and we both just got kind of raises and started new jobs and we're heading into 2022. And I kind of just wanted to do a level set checkup and I, I would love some help. So I really just want to know like A, kind of how we maximize what we're currently doing mm -hmm. um, and B, we're hoping to move within a year. Uh, we kind of have a move coming up. We're moving to a little bit bigger city, higher cost of living. And I just want to make sure we're okay for that. Okay. That sounds great. So let's do a rundown. So you said you're in your thirties. How much do each of you earn? Um, so together we earn about $240,000 a year. And then there are some bonuses and things that come into play. So we usually hit about 270-ish. That's great. And are you both using retirement plans through each of your employers? We are. Yeah. Um, so I've been maxing mine out for a while. Um, and then my husband just started maxing his out last year. And so we max out. I have a 401k. My husband has a 403b. And I recently switched over to the Roth option for mine. Oh, great. How much money is in you, you know, each of your plans total? About? I have about $200,000 in my retirement account. And great. Then, um, my husband has about 70000 Okay. Fantastic. You said early thirties, right? Correct. Any kids? Nope. No kids. Just a <laughs> cute little dog. What kind? Total mutt, shelter dog, um, mix of a bunch of different breeds, one of okay. which is super annoying, but we love her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and in addition to your retirement accounts that you're contributing to and you're maxing out right now, um, do you have any other money saved in non-retirement accounts? Sure. So I actually have an old Roth IRA that has some money in it. So there's about 30K in that. And then we both have HSAs, about seven or 8,000 in that. In terms of non-retirement accounts, we do have a um, brokerage, which has some company stock and just kind of index funds and general stocks, which is about 120,000. Awesome. And, and an emergency reserve fund, maybe? Yeah, we have an emergency fund of about 30000 And then we have kind of a pocket of money that has been sitting for a while because we had been trying to buy a house, but the market went nuts and um, couldn't find what we wanted. But that's about $120,000. So you said you were moving, right? 
Correct. And have you already signed a lease or did you decide to throw the towel in on looking for a house and to buy? And are you renting? So we're currently renting, but we will be moving probably within 10 or 11 months. So mm-hmm. we haven't really started hunting um, seriously, but we know about the price range we're going to be in. And so we really want to have that like 20% down payment saved up by then. Is that what you are looking at? I mean, you would spend five or 600 grand or is that kind of what you're thinking about for the house target? Yeah, we think we'll probably need about 600 to 650 will be the range we'll be looking in. So I'm hoping to get that down payment up a little bit so that we can put down the full 20%. And you sound like you're saving a ton of money. Like you got a lot of money saved for being in your early 30s. Yeah, we've been we've been pretty frugal. We've been trying to be really smart and self-taught with everything we've been doing. And you guys have actually been a huge help. Oh, thanks. How much is your rent right now? Um, it's about twenty one hundred. What else is going to change when you make this move? Anything else besides the the house? It's the house, or you know, buying a home. Is there any change in income that you foresee, or do you feel like you guys are sort of on track to earn this kind of money going forward? My situation won't change, but my husband will job hunt and then kind of get a new job. Um, we think he'll probably stay in the same career field, so his income won't change that much. But um, we really have no way of forecasting exactly where that will land. Okay. What's the um, the genesis of the move, just out of curiosity? Because you're not moving for a job, which is what I thought you were doing. Or yeah. did you move for your job? What, what's, what's, what's the, wh- why move? We moved for his job um, kind of right before COVID um, and ended up kind of holing up in the suburbs, just the two of us and our dog, but decided, you know, we want to be closer to family and friends. So we're going to we're going to make the move back. Has it been like a fun experiment living away from everybody? But now it's like, eh, I'm ready to go back home. It really has. Yeah, we actually got married during it and we had a really great kind of year, just the two of us. And it was really fun. But yeah, we're just kind of over it and ready to head back. (laughs) (laughs) We're over it. Um, Okay. So next big question that I have for you is, is there any kid on the horizon potentially or not? We're not sure. We're still pretty undecided about that. And so we're kind of not adding that into the equation right now. But with not knowing that, we're just not quite sure if the house purchase makes sense. Like it seems financially, we would be ready for it. But with a move and a job change and everything like that, we're we're very on the fence about if the house purchase and the price range we're looking in makes sense, mostly because my biggest question is like, how do we maximize what we already have and make sure that we're going to grow it as much as possible to set us up well for a good retirement, some really good travel opportunities once the world opens back up and kind of all that jazz. You're young, you're married, uh, a state, wills, life insurance, the boring stuff that I have to be an annoying auntie to nudge you about? (laughs) Um, We do have life insurance through our jobs, um, pretty standard offering there. We have all of our kind of beneficiary information set up, but we don't have wills and estate planning done yet other Mm. than kind of our beneficiary elections. Can we just do that? Can we put that on your 2022 list before you even do the house? And, And here's why. You have the beneficiary stuff and most of your assets are through your, obviously through your retirement accounts. And that is an assignment via beneficiary, but obviously the money that's in the brokerage account and the house account and the emergency reserve, you know, that's not going to pass by beneficiary. If one predeceases the other, then sure, you just get the money back and forth. But if you were to die together, then where does it go? And it's a pain in the ass and just write it down. 
Also, we did just live through a pandemic. Hopefully, we're on the getting towards the other side of it. But healthcare should be, you should have conversations, you should write it down, and you should be each other's power of attorney, and you should clean this up tidy, tidy, tidy. You can go to uh, any place that you want. If you have friends who are lawyers who will do it for you cheap, great. If not, go to um, a sometimes sponsor of the show, Policy Genius, because they have a very nice estate planning module. Can you get on board with that, please? Yeah, I can do that. All right. Thank you. You're writing it down? I'm writing it down. I hear that you're writing it down. Uh, Okay. So what's the big question here? Should you buy a house or not buy a house? Uh, I don't know. Why not? Why shouldn't you buy a house? You can afford a $600,000 house. I think we can. I just want to make sure that that factors into maximizing what we have. You know, I don't want to get off plan. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. So what's the goal here? If you really think about that. So I want to understand, like, when you say off plan, what is the plan? What are your goals that you think about? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say we're like on the fire movement plan, but I think we do really like the idea of enough financial stability that whatever comes, we'll kind of be ready for it. We're pretty conservative in our investments and how much we try to keep to make sure we'll be okay for the future. So I would say really goals are just kind of, you know, eventually have a house that we love and we can bring friends and family to do a lot of travel um, and have a healthy retirement. So we've kind of set like an arbitrary goal of, of having a million dollars by 35. And I don't know where we picked that from, but we just thought it sounded like a good idea. So I want to make sure we don't get off plan. All right, let's not do that. Let's throw that goal out. That's silly. Because okay. it is an arbitrary number. You just said that, right? Yep. Okay. So let's look at this. I heard what you said. We want a house where our family can come, where we can entertain people. Go buy your house. You can afford it. If you're telling me you have to spend, you know, two million dollars to get the house you want, that's a different story. But you can afford this, and rents are only going to go up. I think that buying a home and getting yourselves established and being in a place where you want to be, you know, where you want to be. That's half the battle. It's great. Go do it, and don't worry. The market is hot. I get it. Market stays hot doesn't matter. You're going to be able to be in this house for a while. You're you're a long-term dweller in this residence. So don't worry about it. And you've got the money and so you know like like you said, you know, maybe put a little bit more money into that account. Start looking. What's the 10 to 11 month delay? Is that because you won't be in this in the, your new place in the new city or is that just like oh, we've already signed a lease? Like what's the story here on timing? My husband has a couple of job goals he wants to accomplish before he leaves his current role. What if he found a great house like two months from now? What would happen? Oh, I two months from now, I think we'd have to pass on it 
six months from now, I think we'd have a discussion. <laughs> okay. So start looking. Okay. Really? Because it takes a while to close on these deals. There's not a lot of inventory. I think that interest rates are rising in the future. So I would, wouldn't mind you sort of getting ahead of that a little bit. Start your process. It's great. So I'm, I'm on board with the house. Now, next question. You're on track. You have the house. You're maxing out your retirement accounts. Once you get the house and you continue to max out your retirement accounts, you will be have this opportunity to, you know, save more and more money. Now, I don't know why like a million dollars is arbitrary to me by 35 because it doesn't really mean anything. But if you say to me, by the time we're 55 or 50 years old, we'd really like to have an opportunity to do something very different. Then you know that you're accumulating for a long term. That's why I feel like the million dollars by 35 is kind of, it's just pointless because what happens in two years from now if we get another bear market and your 20% is lopped off the top and maybe you don't hit your goal just because of market timing? Who cares though? Like you're not investing for that. You're investing, I think, for flexibility in the future and you're doing a darn good job. You've got a ton of money invested. Now, are you managing the investments? Are you kind of, are you the one or is your husband? Do you do it together? What's the story here? Yeah, we do it together. Um, I would say I manage them more so like I would say I quarterback them. But one of my concerns is like we have a lot of accounts. So I think I'm doing it correctly. And I think we're set up well, but the like firms that we have them at, we're doing it all ourselves. We don't pay any brokers or anything like that. Um, We have a couple of robo like betterment for HSAs and things. But I don't know if in the next year I need to focus on consolidation, simplification, or if it's been working well, and I just kind of need to kind of let it ride. I feel like a lot of the arbitrary 1 million by 35 was just setting a really near term goal that we could work towards. Okay. My my near term goal for you guys is estate planning is number one and buying your house is number two. That's, that's how I would reorder that. You want to move your old Roth into your current Roth? Can you do that? I don't know. I have um, an old Roth IRA that I started right out of college, which is with E-Trade. And then I have a Roth 401k, which is with Fidelity, but I don't know if I can roll those together. Mark, what do you think? Can they do that usually or not? Usually if it's Roth going into Roth, it depends on the plan administrator. You should just check with them and and see if you can do it. Yeah, I would just do it to consolidate. What the hell? I mean, it's not like E-Trade's so great. It's fine. It's Morgan Stanley now, right? So it's it's fine. And if you can roll it, great. It makes a consolidation, makes it a little bit easier. The HSAs at Betterment kind of runs on that on that robo platform, um, your 401k and fidelity, how are you investing the money, the 200 grand or so? So I have an old 401k, um, because I just changed jobs this fall, which is with T row price and that's invested in target date fund. And then I had already maxed that out for the year by the time I switched jobs. So now that it's 2022, I'll start investing in my fidelity Roth 401k. Um, and that'll be target date funds as well. So you have an old 401k. That's, is that the mostly 200-ish? Yeah, that's the 200,000. And then my fidelity is zero because I had already- I got gotcha. you. That's your new one. I got gotcha. you. Okay. I would try them again, see if you can move the old one into the new one. I would too. I would try to just consolidate that because it's just like a lot of stuff to keep track of. Mark is very into this, like, I want consolidation. It is easier. Where's the brokerage account held? So the brokerage is with E-Trade, and that's really only because that's where my stock, uh, my company stock was as well. So I just kind of put everything there to keep it together. 
Do you like using E-Trade? Is it fine? The platform's good, right? It's fine. Yeah. I I feel like having all of my accounts in one place is the most ben- beneficial yeah. part of it. So yeah. I like the idea of rolling the 401ks together at least so I'm not managing five yeah. different ones. I feel like you have a little bit more money than the sort of generalized need for like target date fund, except that some of the account values are small. That might be a pain in the neck for you. But like in general, just stick to your index funds. You know, the money that you have in the in the retirement account, is it more aggressive than the brokerage account allocation? The retirement accounts are kind of the typical 90-10 split. The brokerage account, I would say 75% of it is index funds. And then the rest is kind of like fun and play money. And then we have a tiny crypto account socked away just for play money as well. How much is in the crypto account? Like 12,000. All right. I feel like you guys are in good shape. Mark, is there anything that you want to add to this? No, I think the big takeaway for me is really consolidation, try and get the 401ks together. Your description of the um, the brokerage account, I don't know, it sounds like maybe it can use a little cleaning up. I'm not sure exactly what's in there, but. I mean, I would just try to keep it as easy to manage as possible. That's what I would say. If you can do that, then certainly I think that you'll be in, I think you'll just be very happy to have had that all cleaned up. It's just easier for you, right? I mean, there's no magic here, right? It's simply for me, it's like what makes your life easy? That's all I care about. And if you feel like, okay, my life is fine. I got it. This is easy peasy. Great. Fine. But if you can clean it up a little bit and make it even easier, great. Even better. That's what I would do. So every month, Alex, are you guys dumping money into the brokerage account? So, yes, um, we actually live on quite little. And so we have a lot left over every month. And that was going to be one of my next questions is like, where's the first place you would put that? If we're already maxing out 401ks, we can't contribute to a Roth outside of Roth retirement. Would you just plug that into the brokerage account considering we're like nearly there for our down payment fund as well? Yeah, I mean, yeah, get the down payment fund. But I mean, as, as things stand right now, you could both technically do backdoor Roth IRAs if you wanted to. True. Neither one of you has an existing IRA account, right? Um, I have that old Roth IRA from when I, right. but not a standard IRA, no. Yeah, so you could both do backdoor Roth pretty easily. I think that's a good idea, especially because you have brokerage account money already. So I, I would do that also as although, long as it lasts. Although I would probably wait to see what happens with Build Back Better. Right. Oh, come on, really? Well, I mean, who knows if they put if it go if it passes and they say, oh, it, it's retroactive. Well, yeah, you could do, yeah, yeah, and, and you could do it at the end of the year anyway. Yeah, you can yeah. do it anytime this year. So that's a good idea, though. We'll wait. Okay. I'm not. I'm not hopeful for that, by the way, Mark. I hope you're right because I want to do my backdoor Roth this year. Oh, all right. But I think that there are some other good parts of that that are going to get buried. Anyway, all right. What else do we got for you, Alex? Anything else that we haven't hit? There's one other thing. So I do have a um, an employee stock purchase plan through my work. Is buying into that, considering our current situation, the right thing to do? It feels like one more kind of maximization vehicle that we could be using. How much money is in company stock right now? Um, so I have about 25K in old company stock. And since I just made my job change, I don't have any in my new company. Is there any reason why you should keep that old company stock rather than sell it? Do you have a holding period? What's going on with that? I've been selling it off as it vests, but it'll take me a couple years to get through all of it. Okay. And you get to buy a certain amount at a 15% discount. Is that right? Correct. 
Is there any matching component that the company provides? There's no matching. And I, I have it set right now for like a 5% salary pool. I mean, 5% is okay. But if like you're going to get bonuses in this stock and, you know, I just don't want you to have an over-concentration in this stock. So that if you said 5% is about the most I would do right now, because I'm sure you're going to get your bonus in stock, right? Well, oh, actually, no. Our bonuses come in full cash. So Really? Oh, then 5% is fine. 5% is fine. Yeah. So if like 5% of that bonus, if I yeah. have my ESP set would go towards the company stock, but it won't be paid in stock. That's fine. I love that you guys have been so disciplined. I just want you to take a little bit of the pressure off the arbitrary part of this and make it more concrete. Like you, you made it concrete about a million dollars by 35, which to me is not the concrete part of the plan that I think makes more sense, which is let's buy our house, let's get some stuff cleaned up, let's get our estate planning done. Those are three big things to do this year, okay? Essentially, do my estate planning. Number two, start looking for and hopefully buy a home. And the third is clean up some of these accounts and consolidate and try to get your asset allocation in line in a way that you feel is you know, constructive and easy for you to manage. That's it. Now, that's a lot to do for one year, but I think you can. You're doing great. You're doing fantastic. So is there anything else that we can help you with? No, I don't think so. This was really, really helpful. Thank you so much. It's good. It's like we're hanging out, we're chatting, right? It's very easy to do, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. All right. Good. Very excellent. All right. If you, like Alex, just want to talk through some stuff, you maybe are on your way. Maybe you think it's not a million dollars by age 35. Maybe you want to pay off your student loans by age 35. Maybe you want to worry about how to get to your next phase. How do you make a job transfer? But whatever it is, I think there's a lot of transition right now for folks. It is the beginning of the year. So we encourage you to reach out to us. Go to jillonmoney.com, the new beautifully redesigned jillonmoney.com website. Click on the contact button. That would be great. You can follow Eye on Money wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe to our sister broadcast. It's called Jill on Money. See, it's very easy. Jill on Money. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Mark Talercio is our co-host and executive producer. We are distributed by Viacom CBS. And we would like to encourage you to lift someone up today. It will make that person feel good. It will make you feel good. Curiosity, compassion, community. That is our mantra here. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you on Thursday. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.